Smeeze, ABC, and I'm back. Welcome to the ABC podcast where I take modern dating and I disembowel it for your entertainment. The following number is area code 563-999-3596. Area code 563-999-3596. Call in with your questions and comments. Be here for the next hour doing the podcast thing. I'm back. You know, I didn't do, I, I planned on doing a show yesterday, um, um, two days post-op, right? I had, an oper- I had a small operation. It was a success. I've been telling you about it like all last week, and it's, it was a success. Um, so that, that's, that's a good thing. I kind of want to talk about that first today. Also, I'm go- I want to talk about women who are real and down to earth versus delusional women, because, again, we seem to be on two planets here with women and probably mentioned but right now I want to talk about the women because really the women are dictating the flow of relationships like I always say women control access to sex we know this men control access to long-term relationships we know this but when it comes to when it comes to being in a long-term relationship after you've settled down committed and you decided to be together women you dictate the flow and the and whether or not you are real or down to earth or just out there and delusional or whatever is really going to make a difference in your romantic life. And again, if um, if you haven't heard my feel about AI, go back to the shows where I talk about it because, again, I've been telling you for a long time that if you don't up your games in your romantic lives, then AI is going to be a real threat to you and your chances of dating and actually finding a man because what good is being strong and independent and in your masculine energy and having all this stuff and the man passes you for either somebody younger and somebody fit and friendly and all that stuff or AI which he can basically create his own according to according to his own parameters and his own desires and wants and needs and not even mess with you who expects him to take you as you are. So I'm going to text, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about a real world thing that, that went on right before I went on medical leave for my job, uh, how I talked to somebody and she really opened my eyes about to a lot of things. And this is primarily where this show is coming from. But first, I want to talk about the operation. Now, what I want to do is, first of all, I'll tell you what I had done. I had a bilateral hernia repair. It was an LNI for my last for my last job. I have a new job. First of all, I want to shout out the hospital crew because the hospital crew was phenomenal. Second to none. Oh, okay. Got another phone call coming. Let's see, coin this and I'll you in an hour. Now, um, I want to shout out the hospital crew because the hospital crew was second to none. Now, I'm, come, I, I'm from L.A. originally. I grew up in L.A., born and raised, right? The top hospital in the city of Los Angeles is a place called Cedar sinai Cedar sinai is where all the actors go, all the rich people go. It's a Jewish, it's a Jewish hospital, so it's the best. It's it's a cream of the crop as far as hospitals in the Southern California area, in the greater Los Angeles metropolitan area. No, it's cream of the crop. Can't get any better. 
Multicare in Washington rivals that. And it really blows my mind that Multicare in Washington, which is a chain hospital, has service that rivals the top hospital in Los Angeles. That's number one. My surgeon, phenomenal. Dr. Kim, phenomenal surgeon. He did an amazing job. Um, my recovery nurse, her name was Ala. She's from Ukraine. Phenomenal job. She's such a wonderful person. She, she was a real sweetheart, and she did. You know, she, she really took care of me. And she, you know, they were there for you know Elisa and everybody who, well, not everybody, but even while she was waiting in the waiting room, they kept her updated and things like that. And so they really did a phenomenal job of connecting and reaching out and things. But the reason why I didn't have a, I didn't have a show yesterday and was because not because of the nurses, not because of Dr. Kim. It was that anesthesiologist. I'm gonna tell you, no, he's a nice he's a nice guy. He was he was a great guy. All right, um, came in. He introduced himself. He was very professional. He told me what he was gonna do and how he was gonna do it. And he he was skilled at his job. He was like, he's actually a physician's assistant and. A, is a physician assistant and an esthetist. But I know this guy makes a ton of money, right? You know, he has that confidence. He had that confidence about him. I'm like, yeah, you're my guy. But dude, you had one job. Get the tube down my throat and don't damage the vocal cords, right? Why did I wake up and I couldn't talk? Well, normally, see, well, not normally, but I've had this. I've had hernia repair twice. Once was in the military for my original hernia. Then I then I blew through it when I was at a when I was working at PPG in Mojave, and then I just blew it again with my last job. So this is you know this is the third time. The first couple of times, within a day, I was able to talk. Dude, you have one job: get the tube down my throat and don't don't do anything. Don't don't damage my local throat. My vocal cords. Don't damage my vocal cords. It took me a whole ass day and a half to get my damn voice back. I don't know if he, well, no, the, I'm pretty sure the tube that he used was the right size and he did what he needed to do. But I think he caught the, I think he caught my vocal cords on the way in. And so my throat was like really sore for about almost two days. And I couldn't even talk for a good day and a half. I couldn't, I didn't have a voice. So that's why I didn't have a show yesterday. I can see my voice is still kind of coming back. So, that anesthetist, yeah, you were you were dude. You did your thing. You rocked. You got the you got the anesthesia in and everything, and knocked me out like I was supposed to be. I slept through the whole thing like a baby. Woke up and was in a bad pain because it was surgery, you know. But two days post op, and I'm up and around. So, yeah, multi care phenomenal job. Even though. You know, I couldn't talk for like a day and a half afterward. Thanks, Mr. Anesthetist. But you know, you did a great job too. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock anybody for the service that they provided because the surf the service they provided was top notch. And I feel like I'm gonna be I feel like I'm gonna be healed up and fully recovered by the end of the weekend, which is amazing. So yeah, but anyway, Dr. Kim, Dr. Kim was my surgeon. Um, I guess he did it laparoscopically, so I have like three little puncture holes in me that I'm trying to heal up from. But I think what he did is I think he put the mesh from the inside, and it really is really holding a whole lot better than the meshes that were put in the outside for me. So there's that. Now, on to the show. Now, hang on. 
guys. Uh oh. Okay, so my Firefox is crashing. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to log back in. So hoping this stays live, but what I'm going to have to do is log log out and then log back in. But while I do that, I'm going to give you my spiel. I'm finding out that on this earth, there are two two types of women, right? Uh, okay, close the program. Cancel. And I'm finding out that on this on this earth, there are two types of women. There are down-to-earth women, and there are out there, out-to-lunch delusional women. And really, I wouldn't say never two shall meet, but you have to learn to discern one from the other before the session. Um, we'll talk radio. Hang on. I'm just logging back in, so getting back into my studio. And women, you got to kind of figure out which camp you're in because – one camp, one camp is going to do well romantically. The other camp is not. Now, which camp you, which camp you ultimately end up in, depends on a lot of factors. It depends on whether you go pursue your education or pursue a family route. Now, the person I'm going to reference is, she pursues a career. She works where I work, but um. She's actually she's actually doing well for herself as far as financially. I mean, she has a nice car and she has a place and everything. But I kind of want to use her as a template because she's young. She's 20 years old, and I'm going to call her J, J-A-Y-E, right? Kind of like S-E-J, remember, from Red Pill? So I'm going to call her J, right? J-A-Y-E. Call her J. J has her stuff together. And J, well, here's the thing about J. Jay drives a nice car. Jay has her own house. Jay has, well, Jay has her own place. Jay is 21 years old, about that. So she, she, she has it. Now, normal, again, normal flight detector guys really don't care what kind of house you have or what kind of car you have or anything like that. They just care if you're fit, friendly, and feminine. That's, that's just it. That's the, that is the gist of what a man wants. So, Regardless of what all those feminist rags and all that stuff, men don't care about what you've accomplished. We 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 literally don't. We don't. So Jay has Jay for being so young has has her material stuff, which is good. I mean, she has she's paid for it on, on her own, and she you know she's doing her she's doing her thing. So you would think that Jay having what she has. And being as young as she has, she would have her head in the clouds as far as dating and men and things like that, but she doesn't. And I sat down and I had a conversation with Jay. I had a conversation with Jay over lunch because one thing that Jay did for me is when the first time we worked Annex and I didn't have, because I didn't get my ear, my hearing protection in, I was going to helmets. I had to work a machine with two of my colleagues, and this machine is really loud. And Jay, not knowing me from Adam, came up and she offered me her hearing protection because she wasn't going to use it. And I really, I deeply appreciated that because you just don't, especially in the workplace, especially in the workplace with women in the workplace, you don't find women that just offer of themselves like that. 
So that made a huge impression on me. And I offered her, I said, look, you did, you did me, you did me a favor. And because me being who I am, I said, you know, pull the, pull the B card, the Belizean. I said, look, we pay back in kind. So I'll tell you what, I owe you one. Don't let me forget. She's like, oh, you don't owe me. Yes, I do. Because you did this for me. You didn't have to. You just came out. I didn't ask you to do it. You just came out and you did it for me. And I was very deeply appreciated. So I'm going to tell you what I owe you one. Do not let me forget. So I bought, I bought Jay lunch. I said, look, I came back a couple of days later. I told Jay, I'm like, Jay, think about, I'm going to buy you lunch. Whatever you want, sky's the limit. I said, think about it. Get, take a couple of days, think about it. When I come back, we're going to, you know, in a couple of days when we come back, we're going to do this. You know, we're going to have, we're going to do this lunch. So the day before I took, I went on medical leave, she I said, hey, did you think about it? She's like, uh, kind of, not really, because, you know, she, she was looking in the machine for lunch. And I'm like, Jay, don't look at the machine. No, don't forget about the machine. I told you that I was going to buy you lunch, so don't worry. Don't worry about the machine. I got you. Anything you want, guys, remember, I owe you. She's like, okay. So we went to get pho, pho soup. I think that's how you pronounce the pho, the P-H-O, the Vietnamese soup. So we went to get that in a, in a little place in Auburn. And um, so we came back, we brought it back, we brought it back to the thing, we sat down and we had a long conversation. And, you know, I told her what I did on my podcast and how, you know, I, I talk about dating and things like that. And how, really how to make your dating life more successful. And she, so she opened up to me and she told me about her ex and things like that and how he did. And she, the way she did it was mind-blowing because she really, she said what happened and why the uh, why the relationship ended without painting him as, I mean, she, she said what happened, but again, she, she realized that there were probably mistakes made on both ends. That's the reason why now, again, this was a young man with money because he got, he gets stipend the, stipends because he, I guess he's a Native American. So he gets stipends and stuff and makes with his stipends and his job, between his stipends and his job and something, whatever else he's doing, he's making over six figures. So him being young and making over six figures, of course he has, of course he has a ton of options and he's exercising these options if he didn't like it. So she, you know, she, she cut it. The thing was, they were dating for a long time. And so we were talking about it and, uh, you know, talking to her about the work that I did after, you know, I got divorced and the emotional heavy lifting, all the introspection. And so, um, you know, I encouraged her to, you know, just kind of do a postmortem because I don't think she had really had time to process the fact. I mean, she processed the fact that it was over. One thing I think that she missed was the fact that she had so many firsts with this guy. And when you have a lot of firsts with people like that, you tend to get wrapped up in them and you forget the fact. And in, if the relationship dies, which I'm not going to say ultimately happens, but more, more than likely it will. Let me, let me pull this a little closer. You forget to process the fact that you had so many firsts with this person and you get wrapped up in the fact that the relationship is over. And I encourage her to look inward and mourn the fact, not the, 
not that the relationship is over, but reflect on all those the first that you had with this guy. And then take that, turn it around, and um, use it to your psychological benefit, basically. Don't blame yourself. Just realize that you had these wonderful experiences. But the thing was, you're in a different place now than he is from what you're telling me. And that your life has to move on. And if he's not on the same page, when you're that young, I think he's 21 or 22 or something like that. But when you're that young and you have that much money and you're, I guess he's just blowing through it or whatever, not really saving it or investing it or anything like that. And it's not what really she's looking for. Again, modern woman, she... She wouldn't mind having a six-figure guy, but it doesn't sound like it's what she ultimately wants. She just wants somebody that loves her, and a six-figure income would be a bonus. But she's not not making six figures isn't a deal-breaker for her. kind of woman she is. And I encourage her not to... Not to necessarily, again, mourn the death of the relationship. Just reflect on the fact that there are so many firsts that you've got to do with this guy. So reflect on that and reflect on the fact that you're in different places and that's perfectly okay to be in different places. You don't have to be together. You don't because you're going to find somebody who is in the same place as you are and you're going to make a great life with him. Again, she's 20. She has Tons of time, tons of time. So take your time and make sure you pick somebody who, again, is in the same place as you are. And if it takes you years of vetting, it takes you years of vetting. That's fine. You don't have to jump into anything right away, which is what I encourage most people to do. After the death of a relationship, you have to take time not only for yourself, right? Because again, you got to do the healing. I notice I notice a lot of women just get back into it without really doing the introspection. I mean, I read I read some of the profiles on Plenty of Fish, and just that's the one thing you can just tell that jumps right out. You they get they the relationship dies, whatever the marriage dies or whatever. They get back in, they get back out in the dating world. But from what you read in the profiles, you can tell that they haven't really changed. They haven't really done that heavy lifting, that introspection to look at what they could have done to contribute to the death of the relationship. Most of it, most of it is in the personality. And you can tell by the way it comes through in the profile. They come off angry or bitter or, or manly or something like that. And because the relationship died because ultimately a man doesn't want to be in a relationship with somebody who's in their masculine energy. When the relationship dies, that masculine energy comes through in a dating profile when they get, when they get back into the dating market. And it's a real turnoff for guys, which is why a lot of women on these dating sites, when they swipe, they don't find long-term relationships. They just find hookups. And you can tell because these hookups, they talk about the hookups. They say they're not here for hookups or they're tired of the hookups or they're tired of men only wanting to hook up or only wanting one thing. 
And the reason why that happens is because men control, remember, men control access to relationships, to long-term relationships, which is what these women want, but these women ultimately don't want to play the man's game. They're through, they call themselves through playing the man's game, which is why they complain about the men. But men control access to long-term relationships. So them being in the masculine energy, a man doesn't want to be in a long-term relationship with somebody who's in their masculine energy. Just don't. It's just not a thing. It's just not a desire of ours. So we may go and we may we may hit it and quit it, but as far as a long term relationship, no. And this is the this is what a lot of especially the older modern women are figuring out. This is something that Jay doesn't hasn't really experienced yet, but I don't think she will because even though she's one of the better performers at her at our job as she is, I can tell by our conversation that she wasn't in her masculine energy. She's in her feminine energy. And she's not fake. She's not. And I can tell. I mean she has I mean she has the eyelashes, of course. I guess the eyelashes are a thing. Fake long, thick eyelashes, because I see them more and more on people. But I don't, I've never seen a lot of makeup on her. And her, she doesn't have hair extensions and long, fake nails or anything like that. She's, she's very well put together naturally, and she knows it. And she is a girly girl. She is. Um, I mean, she'll get down with the boys. Now, right? She'll get down with the boys, and you know she'll she'll talk crap and stuff, and you know banter with the boys. But at the end of the day, she's a woman, and she knows she's a woman. And it's a it's really refreshing to see to see that in the workplace, and not really, and not really. What am I trying to say? She's not really attention-seeking is what I'm saying. She's not trying to take a lot of men, take a lot of the guys there to HR. She's there, she banters, but she works. And at the end of the day, she clocks out and she goes home. She's not, she's not full of all that drama. Not like, a, not like I heard in the beginning of my tenure or my employment there. It, it was just something that I never experience with her with what they were saying so you know i, I kind of dismissed everything that i heard about her and now that i know her it's, it's something completely different that said all of that said i compare her to a lot of other women that flew through my orbit even lately but even throughout my life and i hold her i don't hold her up as some kind of standard i don't However, there's a lot that a lot of modern women can learn from her, like being natural. Being natural is a thing. Lady, a lot of you ladies have really beautiful skin. Jay does. Hell, even, even back in my last job, I can count so many women who worked at my last job who had naturally beautiful skin. So why the why a lot of makeup? I remember when I did the, the plenty of fishing and I went on that woman woman's profile, and every picture she just looked like she had a lot of powder foundation on. It's like why, 
why do that? I, I gave the I gave the story of my friend in high school, my friend growing up through school. Her name was Allison, and she used to wear tons of makeup. And I'm like, why? One day she was stripped down, and her skin was just beautiful. And I'm like, why do you wear so much makeup? Your skin is just gorgeous the way it is. Stop it. You're ruining your skin. So that's one thing. With the hair extensions and the and – the, well, eyelashes too. I saw a meme that said – um, wow, those eyelashes really make you, long, thick eyelashes really make you look sexy, said no man ever, and it's kind of true, you know, women, we like you the way you are, and, you know, if you want to wear the eyelashes, okay, whatever, just, I mean, Jay wears the eyelashes, so, but that's really the only thing she does, right, she doesn't have extensions and fake nails and all this other, all this other garbage, no, she doesn't, but again, just it just smacks of dis it just smacks of dishonesty when you have all these all these long nails and hair weave. I already I already did my spiel about hair weave and black women how they don't like washing their hair weave and over time it makes them smell like old gym socks. So again, black women when you you have to ask yourselves if you have to ask yourselves why you're at the bottom of the dating pool, you know, just a little bit of introspection, please. Um, so there's that. There's all the makeup again. There's a pet peeve of a lot of guys is a lot of makeup, and the reason, a big reason why is because again, it's a lie. Like you know, you're at the club, guys talks to you. You're you're like heavily made up. So whatever, when you, after you do what you do, and the makeup comes off, you're a completely different person. So it's kind of it's kind of like a shock to the system, you know. You 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 know one person at one moment, and then the same person isn't the person in the next moment. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to keep it friendly here, but at the same time, stop it, right? The big thing is full bravado. Now, full bravado, right? When you have to be so in your masculine energy because you feel like you have to compete with guys. And usually that becomes, that comes with in a feminist indoctrination that you feel like you have to compete with guys when you literally don't. We work together, not in competition. It's not that it's not what you can get more than us. It's what you can get next to us and the work that we can get done together. A lot of women don't realize that. And a lot of women come into it with an attitude of, Either it's you or me, and not both. It's a um, it's mutually exclusive, which is dumb. Or it's who's going to get more out of this, me or him, and it's got to be me, right? So either it's mutually exclusive where he doesn't get and I do, or we'll both get, but I need to get more, and I need to have my own, which is fine. I, I get it. You have your own. But at the same time, you, if you have your own and then try to get his so that you have more, that's that's kind of a deal breaker too, you know that that kind of an attitude. And I hear and I see that with a lot of these pro with a lot of these profiles when they say, "Oh, you, um, it's all about materialism. It's got to buy me diamonds and take me traveling, and I love." Sudden spontaneous trips and random acts of kindness, which usually means buying me jewelry or buying me baggage, just spontaneously things like that. 
even though they claim to have their own money. Oh, I have mine. I have mine. I have a PhD. But you still need to you still need to come in and buy stuff for me. That's dumb. And it's talking in circles. In one in one respect, you're saying, "Yo, I'm have I have my own stuff. I'm strong and independent." Yet I still need a man to do the chivalrous things and provide for me. How are you strong and independent in one sense? And then you want somebody to protect and provide for you in the next sense. And I hear that with a lot of women talking about why men don't protect them or why men aren't men anymore. And then have the nerve to turn around and say, I'm a strong, independent man. I mean, I'm a strong, independent woman that's looking for a strong, that's looking for a strong man to take care of her. How does that comport? And I saw that recently on a profile. She says she's, she's opinionated, she's strong, and she has her own, and she just needs a strong man. She's, she's strong, and she's looking for a strong man. And if you're not strong, then keep rolling. And it's like, lady, you don't know what you want. Because you're saying that you're strong, but you want a strong man. So what do you want? You want somebody that you're constantly in conflict with? Because I'm pretty sure, and again, um, her profile was was full of just retarded things like, if I come off as angry, then you're not the one for me, or just dumb stuff like that. But um, and let me try let me try to log in. But um. It's full of dumb stuff like that, and it's just smacks of talking in circles. You you don't know what you want. You want to be strong, you but you want to you want a man to take care of you. You want to be financially independent, but you want a man to pay for everything. You want to you want to be you want to be in competition with men, but men but have men love you. And I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how you marry any of those thoughts and have them make sense. You also want a man who is tall and muscular. And I saw one profile that said he wants a, she wants a tall, athletic man with tattoos, right? Basically the bad boy. But the bad boys, when the bad boys mess her over, she comes on and she complains about men. Do you understand how, again, talking in circles, like modern women have this thing where they talk in circles, where they say that they want the bad boy, and then when the bad boy, when the bad boy messes them over, then they complain about men. And it's like, okay, do you do you take any responsibility for your actions? Like modern women, some modern women are just allergic to taking taking accountability for what they do. It, it's it's just a thing. I don't I don't understand it. Maybe because I'm a guy. I don't know, but right. So again, I compare Jay, who again is financially independent, is not looking for because I it took me quite a few tries to convince her that I owed her one for what for the favor that she did for me, just willy nilly. I owed her one for that, and it took me uh, quite a few tries to convince her of that. She didn't want to take my, well, I didn't offer her money, but she didn't want to take my return um, gesture of kindness. She didn't. 
She kept saying, no, I'm okay. I'm fine. No. No, it's not about you. That's not what I told you. That's not what I asked you. I told you that I owe you one. And so, because of so, I'm going to return in kind. It has nothing to do with my anything that I expect from you. I Nothing to do with that. You did for me. I pay back in kind. This is how that works, right? And it took me quite a few tries. And finally, I was able to convince her to do this. So she's not after it for the money because if she was after it for the money, then instead of getting fussed, she would have ordered from somewhere like Ruth Chris or um, or Outback or something like that. She would have ran it. Up. She would have ran it up, but she didn't. So again, I take women like her, who who even though she has it, she's not in it for the material things. She's young and she's not materialistic. She's idealistic, but she's not materialistic. She's young. She's feminine. She is fit. She has a nice figure. She, her hair is long and natural. She, she doesn't wear a lot of makeup, and she has naturally pretty skin. This, this, she's really, she's well put together. She is. And if she were to, if she, I'm not, I'm not saying she's going to. I'm not saying she does this. This is not what this is saying. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, if she were to hypothetically put herself on the market for an older, older established wealthy man. She would snap one up in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, she would have a line of she would have a line of six-figure suitors waiting for her, or trying to compete for her, trying to compete for her. Now, again, women, you are in you are in the majority. So, 98% of you don't have that option. However, with Jay, the way Jay is, and with the situation where Jay is, and with her mentality, she will pull a six-figure man right out from under you, and you wouldn't even know what happened because you are so far removed from reality with your talking in circles and everything that you will be 50, 55, 60 years old, still being single, looking at somebody like Jay with her handsome, wealthy, six-figure income earner living the life married, taking vacations, um, living living the life that you wish and that you regretted, that you regretted passing up on just because of decisions you made. And then you'll be blaming men saying, men are, men are looking for these young, dumb, which she is not young, well, she's young, but she is not dumb, not by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but you're, you're sitting here hating on it, saying, well, they're picking young, dumb women that they can manipulate. And it's like, no, that's not it. It's just that there are a few women like Jay left. And that Jay, because this rich man has options, he's going to go for Jay and not you. Because you are not Jay. Jay is not you. And Jay is everything you're not. And this goes back to this goes back to what I've been saying about AI. AI, a man could create AI to be everything you're not. And this is what, ladies, you may be you may be pissed off at what I'm saying right now, and you may want to tune, you might want to tune out, but it behooves you to listen to every word I'm saying, because again, I'm here to help. I'm not here to trash women. But I have to say that because you fail to evolve your thinking, a lot of you fail to evolve your thinking, you're going to get passed up. And you're going to get passed up for for a computer program, basically what it is. 
But this computer program is extremely powerful. This computer program learns you. This computer program learns what you like. It learns your pro- it learns anything and it commits you to, and it commits it to memory and brings it up at different opportune times. When was the last time you did that for your man? To learn what he learn what your man likes. Learn everything that your man likes. And then turn around and use it for the benefit of the relationship. When have you done that? Most modern women, most modern women, and by both, I mean 51% or greater, yes, they will learn what their man likes, but they will dismiss it just as quickly because they're worried, they're more worried about what they can get out of the relationship. So they may learn what their man likes, yes, but their likes are more important. What they like is more important. That takes priority. So if a man doesn't cater, sit down and cater to what she likes, she's out, which is why more than 80% of divorces are initiated by women because women women get it in their head that if men don't cater to what she likes 24 hours out of the day, then that's not the man for them. And by the time they get back out into the dating market after the divorce, after divorcing this guy that they don't want because he doesn't he doesn't take care of her wants, despite her never taking care of what he wants, when she gets back out there and she puts out that energy like you need to take care of what I want, a man doesn't want that because he's looking at somebody like Jay who says, What I want, I have what I want. I want to Give you what you want. And the man is going to pick her because she's young, she's fit, and she cares about what somebody, she cares about what a man wants and not just what she wants, which, ironically, is what a lot of AI is. A lot of the AI, a lot of, I wouldn't say matchmaking, but the reason why a lot of guys and a lot more guys are going to start to turn to AI is because AI learns what men want and what men and what men need. And then AI will turn around, compile all that data, come up with an algorithm, and then execute that algorithm to take care of a man's psychological needs. Maybe not physical because it's a computer, but definitely emotional and psychological needs. When was the last time you did that for your man? When? Again, you have to, you women, you really have a lot of work to do. If you're not like Jay, and I understand, not a lot of listeners here know Jay, but if you don't, if you're not of that archetype, if you're not, if you're not in your feminine the way Jay is, where she's accomplished, but still, but still is concerned about the men that she may see herself with and their wants and their desires. If you're not like that, then you have a lot of work. Again, you have a lot of work to do. If you are the type that you're divorced because you you didn't think that your husband was up to your standards or up to your expectations because he there were some times where he didn't take care of what you wanted, and you felt like it was all about him, even though it was, even though it wasn't, even though he. Well, let's put it this way: if you divorced your husband because he was never there for you, because he was out constantly working, trying to pay, trying to pay the bills that you ran up, trying to pay off the expenses that you incurred, 
then again, you have a lot of work to do. If you left a man literally because he you felt like he didn't do enough for you, even though you you took and took and took and it still wasn't enough and you never ever gave back, you have a lot of work to do. And I see you, I, I see a lot of you on plenty of fish. I do. You have a lot of work to do. If you don't do that work, like 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 Godfather says, get a dog die get a dog die alone. Because that's gonna be your destiny. Just you know, get a dog, get a cat, die alone. Because no man wants a woman that takes, 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 takes. It's a it's a liability at that point. Men are all about even even men that don't invest have some kind of knowledge about profit and loss. And if a man is constantly if in a man is in a situation where he's constantly losing something, he'll understand this right. He'll understand this pretty quickly and get out of it. He doesn't have to be an investor. He can just be a regular dude in a regular in a normal situation, not even investing. Like if he's in a relationship with a woman and he figures out that this woman's just taking, taking, taking and not giving back anything, then he's gonna be out. That's just it. And then you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna wonder why this guy why did this guy leave me? Why is he blocking me? Because you didn't give a shit about him. You didn't. That's just it. You didn't give a damn about what he wanted. It was always all about you. And this is what plagues a lot of modern women because a lot of modern women they're in it for what they can get. And that's not a real what a relationship is. Even back in the times of arranged marriages, it wasn't about giving everything to the woman. It was about merging assets. It was about your family has this, our family has that, usually lands or countries or something, but a lot of lands, a lot of assets. And when we marry the two, then our land is bigger. Our assets are our assets grew, right? Because we combined them. That was the basis of a lot of arranged marriages. And whether they love each other, they'll work that out eventually. But right now, it's all about compiling our assets to make a bigger a bigger fortune, basically. And then we'll work on, we'll work love later. Let's just, you know, let's just get these assets together. That's what arranged marriages, that's what arranged marriages were. And that's what, that's historically how they went about it. And a lot of arranged marriages, well, not a lot, but there are some arranged marriages that are now kind of like that. But most of it is a guy goes and he says, sir, um, sir, I fell in love with your daughter or your daughter's beautiful and I would like to marry her. And the father says, well, let me meet your family. And then the father meets their family. And then the families get together and they find out and the families find out, they talk and they find out what each other has. And if the family's gel, and if the family's gel, then the two kids will get together and they get married and then they consummate the relationship and things like that. So that's how a lot of now modern arranged marriages go. But it's still a blending of family assets, not to such a great degree as land and wealth and things like that. But again, the, 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 the baseline is still the same, right? The only thing I want you guys to learn, if you don't, if you don't learn anything else throughout this lecture, is a lot of modern women's attitudes are what's keeping them from getting a good man. That's this is all I'm saying throughout this whole lecture. A lot of modern women's attitudes are keeping them from getting a good man. And 
again, if you don't change that attitude, if you don't do the introspection, if you don't do if you don't do the emotional dirty work, kind of like Jay did, and she's still she's still kind of doing it. And I have I kind of guided her as to what she needs to do next, and as far as that introspection to make her a more complete person. She's complete. She just like like in the Constitution, more in order to form a more perfect union. We were a perfect union, but this Constitution is going to make us a more perfect union. They's already a good woman. We just she just needs to do a little bit of work to make her a better woman, a more perfect woman, right? A lot of you women need to do that. A lot of you women need to do the introspection, you need to do the emotional heavy work. You need to learn how to bring yourself down out of the clouds and not and learn that the world isn't all about you. Relationships aren't all about you. Dating isn't all about you. It is learning each other, learning what you learning what you like about him. And then being able to internalize that, remember it, and then wield it for the betterment of the relationship. Because AI is very good at doing that. And if you're not good at doing that and you don't become good at doing that, then you're gonna lose out to either people like either people like Jay or people like AI. Every time you're gonna lose. So Let's go through. Let's do this. Let's go through some. Let's go through a couple of profiles. I'm going to do it again and more and more. I'm going to go through a whole lot more tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be um, tomorrow's going to be my two-hour show, so don't miss it. Um, again, I might continue my spiel about women and their delusions and their talking in circles. And I might go. I might. I might talk about the men because again, with from what. They said, I need to talk to you men out there, you men out there, especially the younger ones who find themselves with options. Okay, I, got my, I want to talk to you, but let's see. Okay, the black woman. Her name is Varama. She's 47. She's from Edmonds, Washington. She's 5'6". She says, read my profile first. She has two pictures. Um, one is, okay, that's, oh. Okay, I mean, I wouldn't see the pictures, phrases, but kind of like got a grin. And this one, again, selfie. Please, women, women, when you put up these profiles, have somebody take your picture. Like, selfies are cool, but too many selfies. Like, she only has two pictures of both. Looks like they're both selfies. But have somebody take your picture. It just, it just gives us context. It's nice to see a full body shot. And it's not really, I'm not trying to fat shame or anything like that. But, again, if you're going to be confident in who you are, be confident in who you are, and then let the guy decide whether he wants to, you know, deal with it. Because again, I'm not the I'm not the kind who says, "Oh, you're bigger, and you're never going to get somebody." Because I understand that there is a market for bigger women. I get it. For older, bigger, there is that market. Small, but it's there, right? So, again, do yourself that thing. and it just looks, and it just comes off as, you know, it just comes off as more real, more authentic. You have a whole lot of selfies in your thing, and not only does it lack context, it's a smacks of um, it's a smacks of arrogance and conceit. Let's see, she's a CNA. She's at some university. Single, putting serious effort into finding someone interested in men long term. That means you have to pay. You have to play the long the man's game. If you want to, if you want, if you're seeking a man for a long term relationship, you have to learn to play his game. So let's see. 
of Alvarama. What you see is what you get. And again, that's bad. And that's bad for all the reasons why I just laid out. Now, do you understand how this is coming full circle? I told you that I keep telling you for the past, well, I couldn't say for the past week, but for the past few shows, I've been warning you about AI. And I've been warning you that if you're of that mentality, that what you see is what you get, and I don't need to change, that you're going to lose out to AI 10 times out of 10. You're going to lose out to AI. Either you're going to lose out to AI or you're going to lose out to somebody like Jay. 10 times out of 10. And this is why Barama's on plenty of fish waiting for this, waiting for some man to, to come by. That's never going to come. Literally, her first line in her bio is literally, what you see is what you get. And it's like, well, looking at your pictures, if, if that's what I get and you're not willing to do any kind of self-improvement, to, then okay, I can, I can just pass on that, right? She, especially being 47. But let's see. Let's keep going, though, because that was just the first line. Let's see. Looking for my best friend and someone to do someone to do life with in my forever. It sounds like she wants to be in jail. Someone to do life with. Like, there's a movie that's called Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, and they're literally doing life together. So is that the kind of life you say you want to do, or do you want to live life together? Because when you say do life together, that's that hood mentality coming out. But Okay. Uh, in in short, my Mr. Right. No, what you don't want, you don't want to miss, you're Mr. Right. No, you want Mr. Right. But you're Mr. Right from the, just these few lines is you want your clone in a man's body. Let's see. Camping, sitting around the campfire, enjoying the night beach, watching the sunset. Self-care and personal growth. This is what I'm talking about, introspection. I mean, introspection and talking in circles, right? She says um, self-care and personal growth, yet the first line of her bio is literally what you see is what you get. You understand that they're talking in circles there. How, how does this make any sense to the thinking person? How? What you see is what you get. Oh, I'm interested in self-care and personal growth. How does that work? I'm, I'm wondering. Why, why, is this a, why, why is talking in circles a thing like this? How is it? Um, fully vaccinated and boosted. No, like literally no one cares. Um, and I'm here for no games, no hookups, short time BS, 420 unfriendly. If you can't, if you can't video call past this profile too. All the demands. Lady, you're 47 years old. You literally say what you see is what you get. So you have all of these demands, yet what I see is what I get. That's like... Well, no, I can't even I can't even say that because it's a it's a bunk analogy. Because I was going to say used car, but that's a bunk analogy. Let's just go with somebody who's not willing to improve themselves, right? Not willing to improve themselves. They're just not. And the reason why how they're not is because again, she says what you see is what you get. Hold on, let me close this out real quick. Okay, I've closed the um the YouTube thing while watching the video. Um, but she says what you see is what you get, and then she turns around and she says self-care and personal growth, and then she says she's looking for Mr. Right, and then she says no games, no hookups, short time BS, 420 unfriendly, if you can't video call, pass this profile too. Well, what if Mr. Right can't video call? No, I'm, I'm asking, what if Mr. Right, for some reason, can't video call? 
not everybody video calls. Some people, some people are fine with audio calling. Some people are fine with texting. Some people just don't like Skype or or FaceTime or anything like that. Some people just don't like it. Some people just like to. But what if your Mr. Wright is like that? But he passes up your profile because you don't like video calls. She doesn't smoke. She drinks socially. She doesn't do drugs. She's Christian, very ambitious. All kids are over 18, does not want children. Okay, so what if your Mr. Wright does? And I get it. You're 47 years old. So getting, getting children, having children is not an option for you. Not. So I can get why you don't want to have children. Because having children is not an option for you right now. But what if he does? What if you find somebody who fits your archetype, but he wants kids? That's what I'm saying. Barbara Vanarama, Virgo, no pets. She's an adventurer, which means she likes to spend other people's money traveling. She owns a car. The longest relationship was over six years, which probably means she was married. And if she was married, I understand why she's divorced her. Because we're thinking. Conversation starters, my child's been so the conversation starter, even the conversation starter has to be about her, which is what, which goes back to what I've been talking about in this whole show. Her conversation starters has to be about her. And then she says what you see is what you get, which means she doesn't want to change. She doesn't feel like she has to change. You understand where, where this mentality comes from? You're going to lose. You're going to lose out to people like Jay, and you're going to lose out to AI every time, every time. Looking for her best friend, someone to do life with in life forever. It's all about her. It's all about me, me, me. And shortcoming my Mr. Right. And then she likes campfire. She likes all this stuff. And she says she's fully vaccinated and boost. She doesn't want games. She doesn't want hookups. She, 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 she's all about me, me, me. I don't want this. I don't want that. I want this. I want that. What about him? And then when it comes to him, and if you can't video call past his profile, care about like I was saying throughout the show, she doesn't care about the guy. She just cares about what she gets out of it, what she gets out of the relationship, which is probably why her last relationship ended, and which is why she won't, I don't think, she's getting a whole lot of successful, well-to-do provider-protector men knocking on her door. And things like this is exactly why black women, I hate to say it, but I'm going to keep saying it, Reason why black women are at the bottom of the dating pool, the dating totem pool. So that's it. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with a two-hour special. Uh, so come join me then. Again, I'm going to be doing shows all week. My voice is back. So I we're going to have a lot of fun doing this. Hold on. Let me see if I can do one of these and not really kill my my flow okay so i'm going to be back tomorrow with my two-hour special next week i'll be back on monday and then we'll do monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and then saturday next saturday again with my two-hour special tomorrow we're going to go through a lot more profiles and i'm going to tell you the good the good the bad the ugly about all of them and you know we're just going to have we're just going to have a little bit of fun so again Thanks for listening. If you want to follow me, then search your whatever social media you're on for at J Ramsey ABC. If if I pop up, then I'm there. If I don't pop up, then I'm not there. Usually I'm on Facebook, either Facebook or Truth Social. So just search at J Ramsey ABC on Facebook or Truth Social. I'm also on X, formerly known as Twitter, but I don't really I don't really use X. 
like that. Um, so chances are no. Um, what else? That that that. Oh, I'm also on TikTok. I don't have any videos up. I I rarely do TikTok just because I'll I tell you why in a in a future show. But it goes back to why I've been avoiding TikTok like the plague. Oh, and tomorrow, yeah, that's another thing. Tomorrow, I want to play some clips for you guys, and then we're going to go over, play some TikTok clips for you guys, and then we're going to go over what, um, what's been going on because some of these women, whoa, right? So we're also going to do that, too. Well, that's it. I'm Navy Steve. Go on, make the dating world a better place.